That's Karen. I call her mom. Welcome to another episode of Alt Universe Live, the show where we talk all things nerdy, geeky, and fandom-ish. I don't know what the adjective is yet, but we'll figure it out. Uh, sometimes with a little bit of education in the mix. So without further ado, let's go. All right. Hey, Rob, I'm so excited about this show. This is our first one out the gate, and we're talking about something I know nothing about, which is always fun. We're talking about what you call cute Pokemon. So really, what the heck is a cute Pokemon? All right. So just to be clear, there are over 800 Pokemon at this point in the games, anime, and manga. So this is just for today. I can never pick just one. So for those (laughs) of you going, how can you only have four Trust me, tomorrow I'll have like 16 others that I love. Okay. Um, All right, so Pokemon in general is one of the largest franchises in the world created by the Pokemon Company and Game Freak. Uh, For those of us who are like me, we got this back in the 80s and 90s via Game Boy and then eventually over to the anime, which always premiered hereafter because being a Japanese show, they always got it, I believe. I think a month or two before, out of TV works, and then it shows up here. As time went on, more and more games, more and more systems, and more and more fun was to be had. We are now on Gen 9, actually, coming in November. You know what my holiday present's going to be, so that's going to be fun. Um, but we have nine generations of Pokemon with a brand new game coming uh, soon. Generally cute, so, well, Generally, Pokemon are descriptive. You can see all my posters behind. Uh, We have all the EVs up there. So you have Pokemon that are cute and cuddly. You have some that are big and strong. You have some that you're like, why is this based off of a keychain? I don't know. Um, And you have all sorts of weird and random uh, decisions. Um, On today's, as you mentioned, uh, we're talking just a few cute ones. So you asked what I signify as cute. Well, for me, it's kind of the underrated but still adorable looking Pokemon. Uh, while most of these uh, Pokemon are very popular, actually, they're all very popular, they don't always get the limelight as I think they should. Um, so I guess I'm going to pop into our first one. And I'm excited about this guy here. I have no idea why, but he is a Doduo. So this little guy here, he sits on my desk. Uh, he keeps me company. You know, he helps me get through my videos. Um, so this guy takes us to Gen 1, and when I say Gen 1 or Gen 2, that's the generation. So Gen 1 is the first generation that we've ever had. It's called the Kanto region, spelled K-A-N-T-O. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, for those who met Ash Ketchum in the anime, that's where he comes from. That's where we start the anime from. This little guy really, well, so... Using Bulbapedia, one of my favorite websites of all time, to kind of break down the movesets and all that, the namesake Doduo comes from the words Dodo and Duo. Now, what's weird is that this is more of an ostrich. Come on now, people. This is not a Dodo bird, which is kind of <laughs> long. But the word Duo comes from the double head, obviously. I was going to so say, he has two heads. I mean, yeah, so basically he is a double-headed ostrich. Um Now, this guy is interesting. He's been in the limelight for a few major appearances. Uh, Throughout most of the episodes in the Kanto region in Gen 1, we've seen him uh, in the showdown at Poke Corral, Pikachu's Vacation, and Lights, Camera, Quaction, just to name a few. This is one of those Pokemon that shows up everywhere, 
but only rarely actually is used to its full potential. In mm -hmm. one particular episode, um, I believe it was the showdown of Bookie Corral, where there's actually a race, and one of the racers rides the evolution of this guy known as Dodrio, and it's a giant-sized three-headed ostrich. Um, and that's the first time you get to see this thing actually in action. However, the joke is because there's more than one head, they don't like each other and there's always fighting. So if you ever see one doing that, don't go near it because it's probably going to attack. So, Rob, I'm going to put you on solo camera again so everyone can really see this, uh, you know, do-do. how cute he is, huh? He really I, is. He's very cute. <laughs> so as we go through, so as I mentioned before, some of the other uh, things that we have, we have the manga. Now, for those who don't know what manga is, um, it's basically a comic book, but, but Japanese-style drawing yeah. and writing. Most of the time it is in Japanese, though many of the ones nowadays are obviously translated for us. Um, I have a few. They're, they're, they're not hard to follow if you know the stories. However, if you want to start from the beginning, you're going to be spending a lot of money because there's probably a zillion at this point. Um, but you... You get to see the story. Now, in this this particular guy has shown up in two main ones called How You Do Pikachu and Panic at the Festival. Um, okay. And it's actually cute. Um, I don't know if I can send this picture to you really quick to share. Um, but it kind of shows sure. what... Let, let, me, let me see if I can send it. Can I send a picture to you? No, I can't. I don't think so, but you can share it from yours if you'd like. Oh, I can. Okay, let me... Uh, I think on the bottom, there's a little button that says share screen. Well, if oh, not, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, let me see what that is. Um, so let me share really quick. Okay. Share on my screen. And then you have oh, to. There it is. Okay. So let me you'll turn see it on. this guy here. Uh, oh, Whoops. hello. Whoops. There's a lot of us. Let's undo. I'm going to undo right. that. Anywho, um, I was just going to show the fact that in the manga, it's a black and white photo. It definitely looks more cartoony than usual. Um, and then, of course, you have all the games. So we know him in uh, there. It gets kind of confusing. There's Red Fire, Green Leaf, Blue Something, and Electric Pikachu. Those are the first four Game Boy games. They're the same exact games. However, um, you get different versions of different characters in each individual one. But being that this guy is in all of them, you can find him in all the games there. For those of you who saw the movie Detective Pikachu, where Ryan Reynolds voiced Pikachu, one of these guys showed up there as well. Um, and then let me just go down to the fun facts. Um, I'm skipping over the moveset for all these guys. For, I know a lot of people watch it for that. There's so many individual usages for how you play the game. So there's so many moves, and I guess I can just kind of introduce what that means. Uh, being a typing that it is, so there's different types. There's normal type, there's flying, there's fairy, there's dark. They can all learn certain moves. Um, the weird part, though, is that as the games evolved, you ended up teaching moves to ones that you would never think. So, for instance, an electric type knows how to learn water moves, which doesn't make any sense. So at some point in time, somebody in the game system decided, what the hell, let's just make everybody learn everything because that's just fun. So we're not going to go over the moves necessarily. I'm going to put them down in just a second. Um, but I do think that some of the trivia is really interesting uh, because this website gives you a lot of really cool um, random knowledge facts that I find interesting. So one of the first things they have here is in the beta game for Red and Blue, it was actually just known as the word Dodo which is the Japanese name for it specifically. 
So that's probably why it ended up being what it is. Before the fifth generation, um, the next, you actually notice on here they're black, was only actually black, but it turns out there's actually female and male, and the female has the same color as the body. So at some point in time, they changed it so you can actually define the gender between the two, which is kind of interesting as well. This is how in-depth these guys go. They know how fast that these guys can run, and they say that a regular Dodua can run 60 miles an hour, while a Dodrio can run only 40 miles an hour. Is that because he has three heads and it just slows him down? The body weight is a little funky and you can't go so fast when you're that big, maybe. Um, but it is kind of funny how detailed they get. Now, this is the only flying type that doesn't actually fly and only consists of head and body. Though, in the games, it can learn the move, fly. Okay. Who knew? So, despite the name, and this is what I brought up earlier, the Doduo is more common with the ostrich than the dodo bird. Um, however, there's an extinct bird called the moa, which is a flightless bird that used to live in New Zealand, as well as the emu from Australia, and those all kind of mix together. They also say that it resembles a kiwi with the body type as well. So these guys just went to town and decided we're going to give this thing five different birds and just go with it. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, the, the combination term dodo and duo, you get the right. you know, duo. Right. Um, it is interesting. We're going to go through and see as we go through these names of the different ones. Some of them kind of make sense. Some of them... Not so much. Not so much. I just want to let our audience know I'm putting a link in the chat um, where you can actually go look at these on Amazon and maybe pick out your favorite Doduo or whatever the names of all the rest of these things are. I'm just going to sit back and listen. I'm getting education here. <laughs> I am happy to educate. Um, so next one up, and we actually have a couple little toys for this guy. And this is one of my favorites because he is adorable. So the first little toy that we have here is... It's supposed to be easier to open. Let's see, is it gonna fling? There you go. So you open it up and you get your little own Teddy Ursa. He's so How cute. How cute is that? He's so cute. Um, he's a little, he, it, though, don't, don't be fooled though. He's, he's a little sneaky, little, little bugger. Um, so there you go, that's loud. And then next, my favorite, we have our little plushie because as you can tell, I'm obsessed with with plushies, right? Right. Um, okay, so this guy is known as Teddy Ursa. Now, interesting enough, if you look at his forehead, you have the moon symbol. That's where the Ursa comes in. So if you guys know Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, those are the constellation names for Big Bear and Little Bear, and its entry in the Pokédex oh. is known as Little Bear Pokémon. There you go. Oh, my gosh. This, this guy, just like Doduo, is pretty much exactly what it is. You would be able to tell this is a baby bear, and when it evolves into Ursa Ring, it becomes a bigger bear. There you One go. One of you that actually makes sense. Now, this is a normal type, though he can learn different moves like fairy and fighting as well. Mm -hmm. And this guy was introduced to us in uh, Generation 2, known as the Johto region. And this was Ash's second part of his journey. And basically, I guess I should, would you like a little region, region explanation for? Sure, why not? So what Pokemon did, which was really uh, clever, was they mapped out different areas based on cities of the world. So for instance, Kanto is kind of based off of, of Japan. Johto, I believe, is based off of kind of like a New York style city-ish area. And the list goes on and on as they go. 
each region has gym leaders that you have to battle to win badges. Each region has specific Pokemon. So while you can see Pokemon from previous, you'll actually meet new uh -huh. ones as you go. So think of it as traveling the world. Uh, we have animals here that don't live in Africa and vice right. versa. So if you want to see African animals, you have to go to the continent of Africa to meet right. them. So that's kind of how the regions work. And, you know, I know I'm kind of going uh, all around, but I'm, you know, as I'm thinking of things, I'm going to try to explain it as best as I can to those who might not. However, if you don't know Pokemon. Like your mom, like your mom. You're, you're in the wrong business and you shouldn't be here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. So Teddy Ursa was introduced in the Johto region. Now he's adorable. He shows up in the main series. And the first thing we see him do is kind of love on the three main characters. And we think, oh, he's adorable. And of course, one of uh, Ash's companions that goes with him, Misty, falls in love with them, thinks he's so cute. It turns out, though, it's one of his fairy moves that actually hypnotizes you to make you think he's cute. And oh. he then steals all your food and heads off back into the forest to meet up with the rest of his little bear buddies. Um, however, by the end of this episode, he actually evolves into an Ursa ring they all take off because they're like, we're not battling this thing. And he just sits there looking like, what just happened? Right. And the episode ends. Um, so he is very cute. He may not be the nicest one, though. How can you? I mean, he's adorable. you got to I know. Him. He's adorable. He, he's adorable. Even if but, you don't um, know what a Pokemon is or or him in particular, he's cute. I mean, you might as well, might as well get cute. You know, if you're going to fool somebody, you got to look the part. And you got to yeah. look here um so other than that episode he's been in multiple others he's been in multiple movies such as the power of us uh as well as celebi the voice of the forest and that's our thing too there are so many movies and sideshows that go with the main show that you literally if there's a website that i found by accident that literally lists the entire series wow. and they actually spliced in the movies so if you want to watch them in the right order you'll actually know where everything goes. Well, you know what, Rob? Let's get that link, and we'll put it in the comments after the show so people can go check that out. That sounds really interesting. It is, and it's actually really helpful for somebody who might not know it all or maybe just somebody who wants to kind of find the key parts. Right. This will kind of give you down. So he's been a lot of other things, of course, the video games as well. He's been in the manga too. Um, so let's give you some really cute facts about this guy. At least, you know, we'll see if they're cute. Sometimes they're just weird. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see. So Teddy Ursa is one of 14 different Pokemon with a foreign Pokédex that can be collected in Diamond and Pearl. So a Pokédex entry is, it's a little, uh, it's basically the machine that tells you what it is. So think about how science writes down all the animals they've ever met. This little portable device basically records everything about that creature in your pocket. It's the iPhone of the Pokemon world, basically. And what it means by foreign is, is that because there's so many different versions of the same game, that each individual country has different um, entries for it. So an entry basically says, you know, it reads Teddy Ursa, the whatever Pokemon, and then it gives you a little line about it. But because everything's translated differently, or just because maybe the game is different, there's different uh, entries for that. Now, another interesting thing about this guy is the sprite. I don't know if you've ever heard of a sprite in a video game, but it's the little little character that you see in the video game. So they're usually one-dimensional. They're kind of fuzzy. They're not really, they're more pixelated. But because he has different entries, he also has different sprites in the ah. video game. And he's only one of the few that does that. 
Um, one of the things that they do on in Pokemon is they have parallels. So one Pokemon might parallel another. In this case, he actually parallels another one that I love named Fancy. He's a baby elephant, which I got to show you a picture because he's adorable. Um, but what it means here is that because there's each a region has different versions, he's in one, Fanfi's in the other. So basically, Fanfi takes the place of him Got and it. vice versa. And in order to get them all, this is where you trade with people. This is where you link up your Game Boy to somebody else when you had to link up your Game Boy back in the day. And that's the parallel there. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. Now, uh, let's see. Um so despite being in one of the newer games, Sword and Shield, um, an earlier prototype was actually drawn in as just an image, but not an actual Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And then they put him in. And that happens a lot, right, in video games, because they have all... And this is one reason why I know that gaming can do what they can do, because they have the game set up before the game goes live. Well, so when they go and they say, oh, well, we can't do that because it's on the code. You look at them and go, it's in the code. You just didn't flip the switch to turn on the little guy. There you go. There so you go. that's what that, that's your little electronics thing. So now the origin of the name, of course, we decided he is a bear cub. More specifically, they call him of the Asian black bear um, because most likely being that that's the species that lives on that side of the world the creator probably copied it in that right. form. Makes sense. Um, and literally the name of what the Asian black bear in, in Japanese means ring of the moon bear. And there you go. You got your little. Ah, I see that. Okay. Notice that a lot of times they put a lot of culture and grammar into this, which is one thing, one reason why I love this franchise so much because Nintendo generally is good, but Pokemon really tends to go the extra mile and give you um, the whole story, the whole yeah, the entire whole story, story of what's going is, on, and they use real world. Right, that's unusual, right? That's unusual that a game literally. A of, I mean, back in the '90s when we had good franchises, you know, there was Super Mario, there was Sonic. They put the effort in. However, as time went on, not everything translated well. For instance, if you guys remember that word live action Mario movie, there was recently that Sonic movie. It's not that it's necessarily badly formed, but it doesn't seem to translate. Like when it says it doesn't age well, it doesn't. It, in 2020, it looks horrible compared to when it was 1992. Exactly. That makes Pokemon, sense. however, I mean, you can see right. all of the posters I have. These were made more recently and right. they still hold up pretty well. The so franchise the other, continues. The franchise continues. The franchise play. continues. Now, of course, the last thing on here is they say it definitely resembles a teddy bear and it can resemble any cute species like the sloth bear, the sun bear, or what you call the honey bear, kind of like Winnie the Pooh. Right. Um, now, the name origin comes from a mix of the word teddy bear, teddy, and ursa, which is Latin for bear. So teddy, ursa. So we'll show him one more time. What else do you have on your list over there? Huh? What else do you have on your list that you're showing? Oh, Lord. I don't even know anymore. What What am I on right now? I am... Okay. So okay. So this actually... Now, I changed my shirt for this because I have one of the evolutions on here. Huh? And an evolution, I will explain, is what Evie... So that little brown guy in the middle you see, that's Evie. The surrounding ones, that's what he can transform into depending on what kind of stone you turn him into. So he becomes a water version with a water stone, fire with fire, electric with electric, and so on and so on. Now, the one we're going to do today 
And I think she's adorable. Well, I call it a she. I think they're both genders. But this is Sylvia. Sylvian, we got to meet in, I believe it was, oh, it's right in front of me, I don't have to guess. Um, I believe it was Gen 6, and this is actually owned by one of Ash's other companions named Serena. She okay. had an Eevee, and she decided to evolve it into this particular one. This is the first time Eevee became fairy. Now, this was a big deal at the time, because up until then, there were so many typings, and people wanted Eevee to be everything. So he had been water, he had been fire, he had been electric. He eventually became dark and psychic. He then became ice and grass. And lastly, he became fairy. Now, with the new game coming, he's probably going to have a whole new set of evolutions. So we're going to see what happens yeah. there. But that's for another day. It, so, it, this, it, so, Rob, it would appear that when they do this and have different generations, it's it's allowing all of the fans to, to continue to be fans because there's always something new that's coming, right? You're not going to get bored or or like you know not want to do it anymore so it, it it appears it's not just for the new people that are coming in but it's more for all of you fans that have been doing this for so long and it's like what's coming next right you want to know what's going to come next exactly and a lot of people on youtube a lot of people in the company you know they there are leaks that unfortunately happen but sometimes they're kind of cool because you go oh that's what i thought was going to happen that's awesome. Then you get just even more excited. But, you know, and as I mentioned before, with the new game coming in November, right now everybody's looking at all of these past Pokemon and going, okay, are we going to get a new regional version? Are we going to get a new evolution? Are we going to get a new color? One one actually that usually is blue is now actually going to be black and it becomes a new type. So it's nice. the same Pokemon from before, but it's a different color and different typing. So the interesting thing about this guy is that usually all you need is a stone to evolve it and you're done. This brought in one of the versions, one of the things in the game where you actually had to become friends with your Pokemon. Now, how does one do that? Well, you usually battle with them, usually feed them, usually give them special stuff. So if you want this one, you actually have to go the extra mile to actually make them evolve. Otherwise, you're never going to get one. And this is one of those things in the game that you either love or hate. Some people are like, God, this takes so long. Some people are like, I'm going to put in the effort, make that happen. And then when you get it, it's that much more worthy. Sweeter. Now, you'll notice yeah. on this one, the coloring is different. One of my things I love is shiny hunting. And this is actually a shiny version. Usually, she's all pink. But when she's shiny, she becomes blue on all the parts. Mm -hmm. So okay. this is actually a shiny version of what we have up there. But it's... The, the the item is the same, just a different color, basically. And that's also something, too, you know, I'll kind of glance over quickly, but a lot of these that you have, you can get in different forms. You can get shiny versions, you can get different versions of it. So this one here is a big deal, mainly because of the fact that it's one of Ash's companions. It happens to be one that there's kind of a little love story behind with the two of them, so that's even deeper. But Sylveon is definitely a force to be reckoned with. And this is one of those things where you go fairy types, Ugh, that stuff never works. But trust me, fairy typing in the Pokemon world is probably going to kick your you know what into high heaven. Awesome. So don't, don't count them out. Now, let me give you some of the interesting facts here while we have it. Oh, actually, I forgot the other thing that came in the mail. <gasps> That's a beautiful blankie. Let's see. It's upside down, isn't it? Where is it? I okay, think it's so upside yeah. down. But it's okay. It's. So it's what is is that like a soft blanket? It looks really soft. Yeah, it's it's smaller than I expected, but it's definitely one that you can throw on the couch. Uh, uh -huh. and after we, you know throw it through the wash, we're gonna pop it on the couch there. 
Um, I think this is like eight by 10, I believe. Um, and then lastly, because I'm a Lego fan, a brand called Nanoblocks actually makes almost all of the Pokemon in here. And trust me, this is not easy. Like you see the size of these things. This is, it's annoying. It's annoying. But this is their version of Lego. And I, ha I actually have an Eevee. I just built another one the other day. So next we're going to build this guy. And of course, when we build it, I'm going to take a picture and we'll throw it up on uh, the thing there. Um, okay, so some trivia here. An official, according to an official Nintendo interview, Ken Sugimura, one of the creators, uh, said Sylveon was designed by another one of the creators, Atsuko Nishida. Um, it's always weird to see that kind of thing because for me, I'm like, who the hell is that? But I think it's probably specific people that are more into the, the company than others. So I do throw the names out there because somebody somewhere is going to go, oh, I know yep. that name. Yeah, so, right. There yeah. you go. Um, Let's see what else. Because uh, I have okay, so Sylveon was one of the first ones to only be the only evolution in in a uh, season. Mm -hmm. The first three that we see on there, the the water, the electric, and fire, were all uh, um, shown at once. So these three, these two were shown together, and these two. Sylveon here is the first one to be shown by itself with no other Pokemon, which is also special because it, you know, you, 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 you care more about doing so. Um, okay. So in con the origin of this Pokemon, in contrast to the rest of evolution's pointed ears, Sylveon's ears are more large and rounded. You can tell in the other ones, they're more Fox-like. Right. She has more kind of soft ears, we can say. And because of that, they believe it gives her more of a rabbit, uh, look which I can kind of see, you know, you look, take away the face. She's got the, the cute little rabbit ears. Right. Fairies were thought to be particularly active under the moon. And because of this and the rabbit association, Sylveon is based off of what's called the mythical Asian moon rabbit, which is wow. a old uh, Japanese and Chinese uh, mythical creature. See, I learn things too every day. So there you go. Wow. The moon rabbit is often portrayed as a companion to the moon goddess of China named Chang, who is frequently depicted wearing a robe adorned with many ribbons, hence the ribbons, which is also the feelers. She can sense things with her ribbons there. Um, Sylveon might also be based off of Cultus Equa. I apologize if I mumbled that name. She is a moon goddess in Ugrian mythology. Again, I, you know, and she sh shapeshifted into a, ha a hare of all things. So there you go, more rabbit. In addition, its cries in one of the new video games are more similar to a cat. So it could be what is called, and I got to look this up after, a cabbage hybrid. Apparently, it's a cat-rabbit hybrid. A cabbage. I've never heard of that before. But well, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Okay. You heard it here first. Now, its name origin is probably a combination of the word sylph, which is the elemental of air, identified with fairies, and the word eon, an immeasurable long period of time, possibly referring to how long it takes to evolve. Eon is the subject, the suffix of all Eevee evolutions and was Eevee's English pro prototype name as well. Ah. Uh, in Japan, they call her Nymphia, which is a, off of the word nymph, which is a water fairy associated in Greek mythology. Right. You'll notice a lot of that too. Japan has their names that were translated and for some reason, whether it was you know not appropriate or whether it just didn't work, we have different names than they do. 
Now, lastly, I know you got the photos for this. I have pictures here. It's my favorite. Which one do you want me to put up first? Do you want me to put up the slippers or the... uh, Um, Let's put up the slippers first. Um, So we'll do these products really quick. So these are, as you can tell, adorable. We're going to have to fight over them now because they're a little tight to wear in, but they're adorable and it's hilarious. They're so big on your feet that you look... And they squeak still. So they still have that shoe squeak. So when you walk around, you hear beep, 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 which, you know, you wear into that as you go. Um... So that's the first one here. And if you don't recognize this face, then you definitely don't know Pokemon. This guy is one of the most unofficial. I have him all over the place here. Right. It's Snorlax. And this guy is probably one of the greatest things ever created. He basically is a giant hibernating bear. And all he wants to do is sleep and eat. Don't we all? Yeah. Um, now, interesting enough, this is one of the few that we have on here that Ash actually caught as one of his own. Um, and that's a big deal, too, because for the longest time, people were going, you're making it too easy. He's catching everything. You know, don't do that. Give him something else. And out of the blue, in one of the episodes, I believe it was um, uh, Wake Up Snorlax, he actually had to catch Snorlax to get him out of the way so they can actually get to the next town to keep going. So he didn't actually want Snorlax at first, but in order to move, he had to actually catch the thing. Um, now, the, the beanbag is going to give you more of a of a, uh, of a thing. So let's throw that up really fast to show okay, you. Hold on. I'm going to bring it up. Hold on. We got a comment wanting to know, was it really a cat bit? That's the wrong one. Was it a cat bit or a rab cat? <laughs> oh, my I God. I don't know. So yes. as you can tell, the dogs have taken over. But as you can see, so this is Snorlax. So he comes without the stuffing. You buy the stuffing uh, uh, separately. But this thing is one of the coolest things ever. And... For the longest time, I think still in Japan and here, people like it's so popular. This thing goes out of stock so quickly because people want a beanbag. And you'll understand it if you know the character because he looks like a giant squishy bear. You can bounce off his belly. He doesn't care. He's asleep. You can hug him. You can hug him. him. No, you don't really want to get a hug. He's kind of big. He might accidentally squish you. But, you know. Okay. Okay. So Snorlax, we're going to go back to the first region we talked about in Kanto. And we got an introduction to him there. He is known as a rarer Pokemon, meaning that in the games, you actually have to reset it a few times to find him. And I will just tell you a weird factor. I don't do this, but people will reset a game almost 5,000 times to get a shiny starter Pokemon and then start playing the game. They will literally reset the entire game over and over. And at some point in time, and this is the random number generator. We've talked about this before, and it's the bane of my existence. I hate it. But they will restart the game just to get a shiny Pokemon, and then they'll play the game. So would you say that's a hack? If it is, it's probably the worst hack in the world because it takes you, like, years to figure – maybe not years. But it takes you a long time to get done. And there are literally YouTube videos that are three hours long just trying to get that one shiny Pokemon. Wow. I'm sorry. I like shiny hunting. I don't have that much time in my life to do that. No offense, but that's just me. So back to here. Um, Again, he's evolved from one called Munchlax, who's a tiny version of him. And in order to evolve him, you actually have to have friendship as well. So you have to be nice to your Munchlax. You got to feed him. You can pet him in some of the games. You can play games with him. And then he'll evolve. There's also something called the Pokey Flute. And yes, it is. It's a flute. And apparently you can wake up Snorlax with the flute because it's kind of like the Pied Piper thing and he will kind of just, you know, poof. Now, the biggest one, as we mentioned, was Ash's Snorlax. 
And it's hilarious because you can tell Ash loves every Pokemon he gets, but you can tell when he gets some of these, he's like, God, why did I end up with this? But as he goes on, and this is one reason I love the thing, he, he becomes bonded with them as his friends. The weird thing about this entire whole thing is you're basically capturing wild animals and making them fight each other, which sounds like a horrible thing to do. Yeah, it really does. But, you know, the, the, with the anime, with the, with the manga, with stuff like that, you are, they, they, fleshed it out a little bit to make it more of a we're not just going to have you fight each other we're going to have you you know uh evolve with them we're going to have you you know a battle with them we're going to have you fight the bigger guys with them and you're going to have this whole cool adventure so snorlax is one of those guys that he um there you go you did hear correctly um so in wake up snorlax that was where he first met him but later on and this is where you see them using their smarts. There's a sumo wrestle wrestling competition, and the prize is a year's supply of pokey food. Well, Snorlax is he's cool with that. So Ash gets his Pokemon <laughs> sent to him from the lab to to fight. And what's what what's crazy about this is that Snorlax is one of the stronger Pokemon, but rarely does he actually use it to any full potential. Ah. It's most of the time spending time back at the professor's lab back in Kanto region, just relaxing, eating, right. doing whatever. And you see him do this thing, and he's bachelor, he's doing a sumo ring, and he wins. And, of course, the first thing he does, he eats the entire year's food in one swallow and then falls asleep. Yeah. And that's the whole thing right there. So Snorlax is – I can go – I can literally do a video just on him, which we probably <laughs> should at some point. Um so let me. So Snorlax, like I say, he's been, he's been everywhere. He's still everywhere. He's in the new anime. He's showing up everywhere. But I want to go to the trivia because one of the funniest facts of anything here, um, and I got to get the guy's name first, like so I call him correctly. Um, when asked, uh, when when Game Freak was asked, what is Snorlax based off of, and why is he you know so gluttonous? So they just so he was named, and this might be just a kind of a joke, a man named Koji Nishinu, who is a rather heavy set man who works for Game Freak, admitted that Snorlax is me. Oh I, wow. I made this whole thing. And in one of the Game Boy games, Koji is in the game as a character, and he actually makes a joke about Snorlax, and then he goes, Now I'm gonna go back to sleep, and his character leaves and falls asleep, just like Snorlax would do in the game too. So I thought that was a hilarious little like punch at the at the character, but um, the fact that these guys can do that and put so much effort into putting their people right. in the game is pretty is pretty cool. However, um, what uh, visually visual wise, it is a hibernating bear. So he is a okay. giant sleeping bear, giant teddy bear. Some people even call him what happens what a food coma is when you eat too much food and you take a nap. So that's also what he's called to. But I just thought I had to throw out that guy there. I think, yeah, I think it's, I think, I love the trivia part of this. You've mentioned so many different Pokemon. Is, is there a plural? Pokemons? I mean, I don't, how do you? Uh, just po Pokemon is singular and plural, yes. So I, I mentioned earlier, if you're just turning in, obviously this is a show about cute Pokemon. Not all the Pokemon, just cute Pokemon. I just wanted to, um, in the meantime, share... Um, what this list looks like. So if you click on the link, it's going to take you in there and you're going to see. You're going to see uh, uh, Duo, Dodo, Duo. <laughs> Is that how you Dodo. say it? Dodo. 
Doduo, you've got all the different things that we're talking about in addition to the blanket and the bean bag, you know. So if, if you just have to have something like that in your collection, go check it out. The link is in the comment. The comment so the last thing I was just going to say was his origin comes from the word snore and lax or relax, snorlax. Oh, okay. What you do when you're sleeping, you're snoring and you're sleeping. And you're um, so yeah, so that's what we got for today. I'll do another, you know. Pop up some guys really quick because you can never have too many stuffed animals, right? <laughs> Look at you. This is like 2% of what I have. If I showed you my bookshelf, I'd probably be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> we also have our little Pokeball, Teddy yeah. Ursa. So if you want to really be a trainer, you can get your little, he never stays up in here, but you know, like this. Yeah. You got that little guy. Um, we have the blanket um, here, which you, you got the fit, you got Sylvie on. And then lastly, we have the NanoBlock uh, Lego set of Sylveon as well. Um, and if you're a Lego lover. Like, there's always so, yeah. so many cool things. The, I will shout out to the Pokemon Center in Japan, who basically makes most of these things. If you look at a lot of these tags, they are, you know, Pokemon Center official. Uh, the tie that I got for, for the wedding, that was a Pokemon official tie. It only came out of their company. But I got to give it, hand it to him. I mean, usually I'm one of those guys that goes, okay, too many things. Stop making stuff. But Pokemon tends to run the gamut. It's kitchen supplies. It's bedding. It's toys. It's decals. It's right. clothes. You know, now, that you know, this, this stuff comes off of Etsy too. But obviously these people are getting the They're licensing it. They're licensing it. Yes. Yeah, off of whatever. So I just want to shout them out really quick because that if you want a really cool odd toy or product check out this pokemon center they have so many things you can buy a vending machine with pokemon soda in it well like, i think we should go do that then i'm down let's just go okay. to pokemon center, you know take a okay. plane i'll totally i'm i'm gonna be totally honest with you rob which of course i should always be honest i my head is exploding right now I hope there's not a quiz at the end of this because I'm going to fail miserably, miserably. But but clearly this is, as I said a little bit earlier, this is like a whole story arc. I mean, this is not just you go and play a game and then it, put it. This is this evolves and, and obviously yeah. it's kept you involved. I know there's a whole thing going on with Niantic and and going out and doing all. We're not even going to touch on that today, but um this is a fun thing. I mean, clearly this is a fun thing to do. When I first heard about Pokemon Go years and years ago, it was like, what the heck is that? I mean, why do people do that? And it has evolved and continued to evolve. We want to let people know how to, let's see. We, oh, yes, there are. I'm going to put that up there. Ha ha. Yes, there are. Jeez, there's a lot. <laughs> um and uh, you said 800, right? There's 800 of them or something like that? Um, uh, well, actually, at this point, probably more because there's going to be an entirely new uh, region in the new game. So maybe uh, 900 to 1,000 at this point. We don't know yet. I That's, mean crazy. That's crazy. What we want people to follow you and go check Rob's out. He has shows every single day. Um, but you can go over to his website at alteruniverse.live. You can check him out on LinkedIn. You can check him out on YouTube. And go go over to YouTube and subscribe because, as I said, every day there's a different show, a different kind of uh, topic. And I know you do other Pokemon shows. So if you're watching right yeah. now and you, you're just like, oh, my gosh, I love this Pokemon stuff, go over to Rob's YouTube and subscribe because you'll get another one. And you got Twitter. And you also have your 
you know, your nerdy shop. So go to nerdy.shop. And of course, if you want to follow me, even though I have no idea what we're talking about right now, sort of, um, I, it's Karen Glasser everywhere, Karen with a C. So check that out. Any last thoughts about cute Pokemon that you want people to go away with and not forget? Well, I will say, to make it easier for future shows we do, because I know we're going to see all these guys again soon, I'm sure, we will break it down a little bit to more specific ones. Maybe just on bears, because there's really only three bear Pokemon. There you go. Um, so we'll do that. So that's the first thing I want to say. We will break it down and make it more digestible. Um, but really, you know, it, the the title kind of just popped in my head. But really, it's kind of, it, it, it's uh, just a filler. Every Pokemon in its weird way, even the really weird looking ones, are kind of cute too. Yeah. Um, but I would just say if you got to take away from this, you know, go out, play the game if you haven't. Again, if you have, well, actually, if you haven't, don't start because you're, you're not going to hear the end of it. Um, but if you are a player of any of the games, whether it's the new ones, the old ones, if you're a watcher of the anime, if you read the, the manga, whatever it is, um, just, you know, enjoy it and have fun. And, you know, I'll, I'll touch on the, the, the Pokemon Go for a second. You know, the good thing of all this is you know who the good players are versus those who are kind of either sucking up or just being rude. So if anything good comes out of it, you know who you want to play the game with Got it. on Twitter and all this other stuff. So just pick your people, pick your battles, whatever you want to do, but have fun with it. Pokemon, first and foremost, should not be connected to other companies it should just be its own thing. So when you hear Pokemon, just think Pokemon. Pokemon. Cute Pokemon. <laughs> Cute Pokemon. All right. Well, this is the first of many, many, many shows. And next week, I think we're doing For the Love of Animals, right? No, we're not doing that one. I know. We'll figure it out. We're doing something next week. I, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> go out. Give somebody an awesome day. And Rob and I are going to be back next week for another Altered Universe Live. See you later, everyone.